I mean, if you would have told me two months ago that the first three weeks of our marriage would be this whirlwind that we've had, I wouldn't have believed it. If you would have told me a year ago that we would be sitting in this position, mm -hmm. married and going through these things. Um, this was not the wedding we had planned. No, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> I tell him all the time, don't doubt me. I lead I a charmed life. I say you that do. all you the do. time. Look, I, charmed life, it's gonna work out. We're gonna do this, which is, kind of back to the airport when we were yeah. when we were sitting there at the airport and all this the delays and everything i'm like it's, it's gonna, gonna work, work out, out. charmed life remember and in walks chris with hey i'm an ordained minister and i'm also going to vegas from bc clark the people who have witnessed more than a century of love stories comes you too a podcast series that captures inspiring stories of couples from the moment their journey went from you to two in this episode, we meet Jeremy and Pam Salda. The stars aligned when their Vegas wedding hung in the balance after flight delays and cancellation. Instead, they found themselves in an impromptu in-flight wedding. Hear all about their extraordinary I do's and how love changes everything. My name is Pam Patterson. My friends call me Pamtastic. I grew up in a really small town in northeastern Oklahoma, Weber's Falls. I graduated with about 25 people, went to OSU, nursing school, was a nurse for a long, long time. Now I'm in medical sales, have a couple of kids, 28 and almost 21, and it's really kind of in a nutshell that. Jeremy Salda, um, I was born and raised in Oklahoma City, uh, graduated high school from Putnam City High School. Um, I am a graphic designer and have my own company and we do a lot of uh, vehicle wraps so a lot of our stuff is running around town on the on the roads and um, I've got a couple of kids uh, my son is 15 and my daughter is going to be 12 in about a month mm -hmm. a little over a month and that's about it <laughs> I mean, I think our story started out in kind of a fun way too. You know, it's it's 2022, and, and you know, just kind of getting out of a pandemic. So we met online. How else are you going to meet someone? You're going to meet them online. So I decided in August of 2020, I was like, I'll try this online thing. I'll see how it's going to go. I open up Bumble and fill out the information. I, I chose that because that's the one where the the lady gets to, to do the choosing. So I fill it out and I don't know what I'm doing. And I put these pictures <laughs> on there and I'm like, okay, that sounds good, I don't know. And then you start getting these messages and these photos and you're swiping. And I remember when this photo came by, I remember exactly the photo it was. I remember when it came by, I was like, oh, he's, he's cute, swiping. And we matched pretty quickly. Yeah, it was, it was that day probably. Um summer Sunday afternoon and one of my friends who likes to live vicariously through me was like you know have you been on I'm like no I'm not I'm not I'm not doing that anymore and he was like well let's 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 see what's on there let's 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 swipe all right yeah I'll see what's on there I'll swipe I swiped on three people and one of them was you and it popped up match 
didn't even know what a match was. I just thought if you swiped it meant, okay, yeah. And then match, oh, okay, so this is different. Okay, now what do I do? Because <laughs> I have to go first. <laughs> I have to say something first. And on one of his, they have these standard questions in the profile. One of the questions was, what is a, a movie People or a TV People say I quote too much, much from. from. And he wrote Seinfeld. I was like, oh, I love Seinfeld. So that was my intro. I made a, a joke about Seinfeld and off to the races it went. I mean, we were texting like immediately. And Jeremy was my first ever online date, ever. And so we texted, you know, all week and we're gonna meet at Fassler Hall. And we get there and we, I mean, we arrive right at the same time. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we see each other, I said, I don't even remember, something funny. And we started laughing and that was at seven o'clock. And we started talking, and the next thing we know, it's last call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It was so amazing how quickly we fell into conversation. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it, it was like, it was like it is now. You know, we've known each other for... I don't even think, did we talk on the phone before we met? I don't think we did. I don't think we did either. Think I don't think we had a phone call. It was just texts. I don't, I don't either. Yeah, you could, you... You now were taking a big risk. It. You could have really hated my voice. I, I could know. have had the scratchy. I know. Oh, I didn't know what I was doing. Voice. Again, I didn't know what I was doing. But we have this great day. We just bounce around three or four places downtown. We have this great day. And like I said, it's it's last call. And I just I remember we talked about everything from kids and where we grew up and lives and jobs and the pandemic and mm -hmm. all of these things, but he was so cute. And I remember telling him he was so cute and confident and witty. We're sitting at R and J's and I mean, literally they came up to us with last call. And I'm like, I just got here. Yeah. And it was crazy. And I remember going home, had my sassy pants on. I'm feeling this is, I'm thinking this online dating thing is great. Why are people complaining? This is awesome. I'm shooting fish in a barrel over here. This is amazing. This is so great. These other dates are gonna continue to be great. They were less than great, for sure. And we went out a few times and again, it was great and it was easy and we laughed all the time and we didn't really do anything super crazy. Well, second date. Tell them about the second date is. Oh yeah. Yeah, second date. He's such oh. a great listener. He listens to these little details and things I said. You know, we're talking about personalities and, and our outlooks on life. You know, that's that's first date. You know, we're talking about these things. And she says, I like to just spread kindness like confetti. And that stuck with me for some reason. I don't know why, but that, that one thing from that first date stuck. And so before our second date, I show up, obviously. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a sap. So he I is a sap. <laughs> I'm a sap. I'm a romantic. Um, so I had the flowers, and then I had a little special thing for it. And I went to Hobby Lobby and bought two bags of metallic star confetti. And I gave her the flowers when I picked her up, and then we go over to uh, Picasso Cafe for dinner. And as we're getting out, I said, well, I got one more thing for you. And I reach in the back, and I grab it, and I said, we have to spread this confetti around wherever we go tonight. And my eyes light up. I'm like, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> I get to go on a date with this handsome guy and throw confetti? Yes. <laughs> a $1.50 bag of confetti made her night. And I still have some in a little box. <laughs> yeah. And so we're sitting there in Picasso 
and we had ordered and she says, I, I need to go to the restroom. She tears open the confetti and she, she sprinkles some into her hand. And she gets up and she's walking to the bathroom and right there in the middle of the restaurant, she stops, looks over her shoulder, gives me this little smirk and just tosses it in the air. And just confetti is just, you know, this cloud of confetti. And I, I knew then I was like, I am sunk. I knew within, when we first met, the way we fell into conversation, I knew within 30 minutes that, you know, I wanted to wanted to be with you. But when you did that with the confetti, I was like, I am, I, I'm hooked. And she's just got to reel me in. It was the greatest day. And then we ended up going down to uh, sidecar, downtown. sidecar downtown. And we're sitting outside and just, you know, having a drink and just laughing about all the, you know, adventures of the day. I mean, we're, we're kind of oblivious and we're just talking and laughing and these group of girls comment on us and they go, well, how long have you all been together? And we kind of look at each other and I go, well, well how long do you think? And a girl looks at us and she goes, four years. And we said, nope, second date. <laughs> Our first date, I didn't even kiss her. Um, I was so, I knew something was different about her and I did not want to overstep any bounds or anything. I wanted to make sure everything was just up and up and very gentleman-like. And when I walked her to the door on the first date, she just, I remember, I'll never forget, she had this little gleam in her eyes. She just kind of stood up on her tippy toes and gave me a little kiss on the lips. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And um, my friend told me, she goes, on that second date, she goes, and if you don't lay one on her, I'm gonna be mad at you. <laughs> And so, as we were walking to the car from mm -hmm. Sidecar, I just pulled her into my arms right there on the sidewalk and kissed her. I was like, I better take my chance. And we had previously, it was raining a little bit, we had liberated an umbrella as well. Somebody had left an umbrella there. That <laughs> so we thought, ooh, this is ours. We still have it. We still got our umbrella. So yeah, that was the second date. So dates are going great. and. It's, it's like I always say, he, he checked all the boxes. And I remember telling all my friends, the, the only concern was his kids are a little bit younger, obviously, than mine. And, you know, I, I'm just a new empty nester. I'd kind of done that. And I was like, I just, I don't know if I want to do a, the kid thing again. And I was honest and told him about it. And he's like, yeah, I get it. You know, you, you raised your family. You did that. Can we at least still be friends? And Every time I would talk about him, my friends would go, you like him, you like him. But I can't, I can't like him, I can't. He's so great about everything, but it's like it's not fair to him. It's just not fair. And over those many, many, many months, I know this sounds so cheesy, but it's like I equate it to back in the day when a couple would meet and the man would have to go off to war and you're writing these letters back and forth to each other. It's just, instead of letters, it's midnight texting. I mean, that's what we're oh doing. We're up on our computers. The late texts. We would just text and talk and laugh, and then we wouldn't for a few days, or we, you know, it just kind of come and go. And it just, that went on for many, many months, and well, there was still something there. We both knew it. It was just, I just, I don't know. I don't know. And then uh, May 15th of last year was, we called the day, it was the day of fun. He'd, he'd made the mistake of asking me one day, well, how's your day going? Let me tell you how my day's going. And I just had a crappy week. And I just start telling him all the stuff that had gone down. And he's like, you know what you need? You need a day of fun. Yes, I do. I need a day of fun. 
And he's like, all right, I'm picking you up on Saturday. I'm, you're not making any decisions, I'm picking you up. So he shows up that Monday afternoon and the weather was perfect. The sun was shining. It was not hot or humid. It was so great. And I go in his car and he has my favorite snack, seat belted in the front seat. <laughs> Flaming Hot Cheetos, if anyone's listening. <laughs> and we go off and again, we go to the Jones and kind of just bounce around town. Cause we hadn't seen each other in several months and it's just like we had never left off. But I remember when he came to pick me up and he walks around the corner, I see him and I'm like, Pam, why are you being so stupid? You're, you're, you're being really silly here. You are in trouble. And again, another fantastic day that started at two in the afternoon and ended at three in the morning, just talking and laughing. And we've pretty much been inseparable ever since. There, there was, yeah, it was, it was interesting. The ebb and flow of those, that first, you know, six, nine months. Mm -hmm. um, I, I remember the times when we would we would date a couple of times and, and I still remember that first I can remember it like it was yesterday when you sent me the text and just said this isn't fair to you I think you know I don't I don't think we should continue seeing each other and, and I just remember it and it was like gut punch but I had to it was like it but you had and I understand that yeah, yeah I understand I totally understand that and I totally respect it uh, that was the only I mean you know, and it was oh it was hard typing it <laughs> oh gosh and, and that's why I said, well, can we still be friends? I was like, can I just hang on to just a little bit of you? Can I still just, can we still just every once in a while have a conversation? I, I didn't want to lose any, you know, I didn't want to cut it off completely. And well, I, clearly I said yes. I didn't, want, didn't, I didn't want you out of my life. I didn't unfriend you. No, you did not. <laughs> you didn't. And then the day of fun, like I said, it all changed and we've kind of been inseparable ever since. And it's just, it was a, a great summer last year. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, the world's opening up and we're doing things and going on trips and it, it was just fun. But one of the things, you know, back to, you know, families and all that, one thing I didn't anticipate and I always want to give them credit is Jeremy and his ex-wife are wonderful co-parents. They don't need me to be the parent. I'm. I get to be fantastic. I get to be fun, and and he has great kids, and they they talk all the time, and they have parents. I get to I get to do the fun things, and it's and it's amazing, and it's so good. And once he told me that, I was like, click. <laughs> Everything that was the last piece, it just fell into place. And then cut to January this year. Yes, January. Yeah. Oh, man. We're going to go to Cancun. Again, we're taking a couple of friends. We're going to go to Cancun. We're going to hang out. It's going to be, I mean, we've, been, we've done some other little, you know, Vegas trips and stuff like that. We're going to, you know, big trip. We're going to go, go to Cancun. We were so excited. And I remember when we got there, even the day we were traveling, he's being so weird. He was, <laughs> was like, I'm like, is he just worried about going out of the country? Is it like, cause it's our first time to like with all the thing going on? Like what, what is up with him? He's just not himself. Yeah. So of no November of would have been 21 mm -hmm. was when we started talking about this trip mm -hmm. and going to Cancun. Her boss is one of her best friends, Chase. Wonderful, wonderful guy. And I, I remember we were out on a, Friday or Saturday night, a bunch of us, and we were at, at Friends of Friends up on Memorial. And I was like, hey, Chase, come here. Let's let's go play shuffleboard for a minute. I'm like, okay. And I was like, are, okay, are you going to go to Mexico with us? And he's like, I don't think I'm going to be able to. And I was like, okay, okay. I was like, well, I was hoping you'd be there. I was like, because it's going to be kind of 
kind of important. And he looks at me and goes, are you going to ask her to marry you? I said, yeah, I, I think I am. I think that's where I'm going to do it. It's January in Mexico. That's all Chase needed to hear. Then, then it's on. It's let's, we got to find a ring. She's a big Yerman fan. Got head to toe in Yerman. So next thing I know, Chase is stopping in at the North Park store and I'm stopping in and we're texting Kathy up there. We're sending pictures back and forth of rings and Chase is like, we have to stay away from traditional. It has to be something different. Kathy was so wonderful helping us out. And we finally found that ring uh, with the topaz in it. And I saw it and I was like, that's the ring. And Chase goes and looks at it and he's like, that's the ring and get it. And so then I'm holding on to this ring for, I don't know, six weeks or so. I've got it and we tell each other everything. I mean, there are no secrets. And I'm not a good liar. He's a terrible liar. I am a horrible liar. I mean, you could walk through a door from 20 yards away and ask me a question and tell if I'm lying or not. <laughs> and so I'm holding this in all this time. I know I'm gonna do this. Chase knows, um, our, our other friend that's going with us, um, she knows. And so it's just, it's weighing on me. I'm trying to keep this in. I can't tell you how many times I almost proposed to you before that trip. I was like, nope, I have to stick to the plan. I have to stick to the plan. And so by the time we're going to Mexico, I am a hot mess. He was a basket case. Like, I mean, the plane, everything. It was just, I'm thinking, what is up with you? And we get to Mexico and we're thinking, we'll have a couple of drinks. We'll sit by the beach. It'll be fine. Nope. It is just even every day. It's just getting more and more. And I'm like, I, I'm just, I have no clue what's going on. Thinking he's just, all right, whatever. And I tried to have a plan. I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, we're, we're landing on this day. We'll get settled. I'll, I'll do it this day. And it was like that right moment never presented itself until, until it did. One night on, we're like, had the dinner by ourselves. Like, let's go walk on the beach. You know, it's in the evening. We're gonna go walk on the beach. We walked a little bit and sat in one of the Bali beds and just listened to the ocean and sat there. And we're like, well, let's go back up. So we're walking back from the sand and getting ready to walk back onto the resort. We'd left our shoes. I mean, I'm, I'm literally one step away from getting back, you know, on the resort. And he grabs me, my hand and pulls me around and he starts talking and I realize what's happening and it's like I could see it happening and my brain saw it happening but my mouth was not working <laughs> I'm like this is happening and, and that is very rare for your I, mouth to I not work I <laughs> always say I've been speechless one other time in my life it's when I met Tim McGraw and when he proposed because he's <laughs> saying all this and he's down on one knee and I see him and my mouth is not working <laughs> And then he's getting a little nervous for a second. And he was because he asked, and I was, "Yes, yes, of course, yes." I realized I hadn't even responded, and it was so funny. After I said yes, he goes, oh, "I have so much to tell you," <laughs> and he tells about all the story. And immediately, he's back to himself again. So yeah, it was a great trip to Mexico. We get back, and then we're kind of enjoying the engagement part for a while. And people are like, "Well, when do you, when do you want to get married?" And it just kind of came to me one day. I was like, well, we should get married on August 7th. That's the, the date of our first date back in 2020. So August 7th, 2022, that's the date. We're gonna get married. 
another destination wedding. All of our you know, best friends are going to come and it's going to be amazing. So we're planning this destination wedding in Mexico. Everything's just going to be perfect. And then about three or four weeks ago, the mask mandate lifts for airline travel. And I like, I just make this comment like, just makes you want to hop a plane and go to Vegas, doesn't it? You want us to go get married? Let's go get married in Vegas. Let's just do it. We won't tell anybody. It's going to be our secret. No one's going to know. And he thinks about it. He, again, classic overthinker. <laughs> and he thinks about it. And he sees me. He's like, yeah, let's do it. And after he said that, within two hours, we got a hotel. We got a flight. I'd ordered a dress online. And we have someone to watch the dog. We're going to Vegas on Sunday. And no one's going to know. <laughs> Until the entire world knew. <laughs> So the plan is, you know, we're going to fly there, go to the courthouse, go do the wedding, you know, bada bing, bada boom, everything's good. And again, I, I'm the girl that throws the confetti, right? So I'm like, let's just wear our stuff on the plane. Like, wouldn't it be fun? Let's go to the airport wearing a wedding dress. Wouldn't it be funny going to security? Ha ha, it'd be a fun picture. I mean, I got flowers and the whole deal. Mm -hmm. Like we're gonna we're gonna go through the airport. I'm gonna wear this dress, and that was the whole plan. It was just to be silly. I mean, honestly, I would wear it to the grocery store. So this is not out of character for me. <laughs> and so our flight's supposed to be from Oklahoma City to Dallas, straight to Vegas. And we make it to Dallas just fine. We're in the airport. We go to Chili's and eat because that's what you do in the airport. And we stand out. Our waiter says, "You want a picture?" So we're standing in the hallway there and takes a picture. And that's about five o'clock. Everything's going great, and then it's so funny, you look back through your pictures, the time. It was about 15 minutes later, that's when we start getting the, the delays mm -hmm. on the flights. Yeah, and I've been watching the TV too, and I was, and I'd seen thunderstorm mm -hmm. warnings, but they were all north of Dallas, and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, it's not gonna be a problem, and then. And so we're kind of pacing, and I mean, and obviously, we're dressed up in, in wedding attire. And this amazing guy, Chris Clagora, walks over and approaches us and he goes, so are you two trying to get to Vegas for a wedding at a specific time? And I said, yes, you know, it's at nine o'clock. I don't think we're gonna make it. He goes, well, I don't think you are either, but I'm an ordained minister and I think I can help you out. And I'm like, great, this is brilliant. So we quickly became the three amigos as these flights are being delayed and then there's a gate change and then finally the flights canceled. Now what do we do? So we all jump on our phones and we start looking and there's one Southwest flight left and it has four seats. We grab three of them, we get our bags and we sprint out to the Uber and again, in a wedding dress and I get in the front seat and the driver looks at me, I say, floor it. <laughs> because we gotta get to another, we gotta go to Love Field. So we, we have 50 minutes to get from DFW to Love Field to get on this plane. And this Uber driver was amazing. He is like a race car driver, driving through town, getting us through the rain and gets us to the airport, right? So we get there and he lets us off. And I wish we could see the footage of this because we are literally running through the airport. I've got the train and the flowers. He's pulling the bags right behind <laughs> us. Chris is right behind the both of us. And we are just running through the airport like chariots of fire. And everyone's yelling, congratulations. And I'm like, thank you. You know, we're just trying to get to the gate. And we finally get to the gate. I mean, literally as the plane's about to board and the gate attendant sees us and I walk up and kind of briefly explain the situation and ask, you know, can we just 
pre-board because like our, you know, Southwest, our assignments like, you know, C1000 is what our seat number was, you know. And so she's like, yes. And so we get on the plane and then tell them what happened after that. I was so relaxed when we're walking onto that plane. And then when you came up to Captain Gill and he was like, are you guys trying to get to Vegas, you know, for a wedding? And you're like, it just, you say these things and they work out. Well, you got the confidence. Now. Okay, well, this is the way I got to go. I said it, so I got to go with it. And you tell him, it's yeah, like, I don't but think if, we're make it. if we don't make it, I think we're going to just get married on this plane. And he's like, okay. And they just spring into action. And I will never forget the, the guy that's mopping. I just will never forget his because it was raining and there was water blowing in and he's trying to keep it clean and he hears wedding and I promise you that mop, you know, just tunk, make that sound of a handle hitting and he's off. I'll get a bottle of champagne. And I'm like, oh, this is this is gonna happen. And he brings a the big bottle of champagne, not yeah, the little one. The, yeah, they tried giving us those little ones later and, and we were like, brings nah. us the big one. It was so great. Even though we're at a different airport, different flight, you know, they're plane had been delayed a little bit too so everybody was very anxious to get mm -hmm. on the plane and all of that and you know i forget we were sitting right there on front so everybody's walking in we're in the second row yeah we're in that second row and everybody's walking in and sees us sitting there and so when we take off and and the captain welcomes everybody to flight 2690 and the wedding of pam and jeremy i don't think anybody was really that surprised and the whole plane just starts clapping yeah it, it, and we're like okay so as we're taking off Jeremy's on the left of me. He, you know, you're writing your vows. You got your phone turned where I can't see it, and you're writing your vows. And Chris is on the right of me, mumbling. He's he's re rehearsing his 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 ceremony. And you're just sitting there, and just, I'm just like sitting there in the hey. middle, like, all right, all right. let's get it's this show right. on the road. <laughs> and you know, you hear the captain. All right, it's you're at the cruising altitude or whatever. And the flight attendants jump up, and that's what I remember. I mean, you hear the ding, and they are up. And I'm like, what are they doing? And they're taking toilet paper, and they're making streamers, and taping it at the front of the cabin, trying to make this, you know, look like an altar of some sort. Um, we found out that, remember, she downloads Here Comes the Bride, mm -hmm. and they're just doing all these fun things that I kind of see happening, but I'm like, oh, this is gonna be cute. This is gonna be cute, yeah, it's gonna be good. And then Mary Poppins Chris starts pulling out camera audio gear left and right from his backpack. Yeah Chris, yeah, Chris is going to Vegas for a broadcasting convention. Of course he is, Charm Life. <laughs> and he starts pulling out microphones and cameras and lights and tripods. And he is, he's like Mary Poppins. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is going to be good. And then not long after that, someone from the back of the plane comes up and she says, I I'm a wedding photographer, can I take pictures? Well, of course you can, yes. I mean, this is turning into a wedding. I mean, it's a wedding. The flight attendant, she kind of gave us the look and I'm like, okay. And I got my flowers and I walked to the back of the plane. The flight attendants had adjusted all the lights and had mm -hmm. to return their call lights on. And it was the. You Did know, you see that when all those lights came mm -hmm. on? It just went, Did you see? Yeah, it just, just the whole aisle. It was just so cool. Light up. And I'm standing at the back, and there's and people are taking pictures and all of that. And I remember standing back there, and Chris is up front, and Jeremy's up front, and the flight attendant Julie's up there, and she starts playing the music over the little telephone intercom thing, 
and it's Here Comes the Bride. And the moment the music started, and I, it took me a couple days to really remember this, but now it's like one of my favorite memories, is as I'm at the back of the plane, literally gonna walk down the aisle. And, you know, usually when you're in weddings or in a wedding party, when, you know, the wedding party proceeds down the aisle, every all the guests are sitting and their hands are crossed and their legs are crossed and they're just kind of looking over their shoulder and grinning and being very respectful of this, you know, the, the ceremony and everything that's happening. But the minute that music starts, all I see light up are cell phones and lights and smiling faces. It was the coolest thing to walk down this aisle and see 175 people that I do not know with their cameras and their lights and their smiles and everything. And, you know, every row, I just got a little bit happier and a little bit smilier because it was it was the coolest thing. That's how, that's how weddings should be. Everybody should really be just, I don't know, it was just, again, people I don't know giving us all this love and happiness and all these things. And I get to walk down the aisle at the end. And you know, when, <laughs> when all those phones come up and all those lights on those phones come on, you know, the lighting immediately, the whole cabin, mm -hmm. yeah, brightens. And it's you, nine o'clock at night, you, it's dark. Yeah, you start walking down the aisle and you're in that white dress with all that beadwork and it's just, you were glowing. I mean, you literally were glowing from all that light in that dress and yeah, your happiness, your smile, you were just, you, I don't even know if, I, I don't even know if your feet were touching. I mean, we may have been descending so that we were all weightless and you were just floating down I the mean, aisle. I mean, but it I is, it's, it is, it's amazing were, how it's that people were genuinely happy, I feel. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a few, I'm sure, that really would probably wanted to take a nap, but I mean, again, these people, Again, they'd had flight delays and things, and their, their day hadn't gone as planned either. And now they're watching a wedding on a plane. And it was, I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see. I'm getting married on a plane. What am I gonna say? And it was like, yeah, I'm gonna. Let's come up with some witty I'm gonna, puns. I'm gonna be your co-pilot for life and any turbulence, I wanna weather it together. It was so fun too. Like, I don't, I don't know how long that flight was. Hour and a half, maybe. Yeah. I think hour and I sat down. I think I like sat that. down for twelve minutes, I, taking I, off and landing. Yeah. During the whole flight, I mean, I felt like we literally had the run of the plane because after the wedding, and everyone cheers again. Everybody's like wanting to take pictures, and I'm walking back up and down the aisle, and everybody's taking pictures and selfies and asking for the story and like, why did this happen? And I'm telling them, and and so yeah, as I'm walking down the aisle. I, I don't remember his name, but he's, I thought like he's Brendan or something like that. But he says, hey, my girlfriend's a, a news anchor and and she wants, to, and I've been telling her all about this. She wants to yeah, text Yeah, he was you. texting with her, wasn't he? And I was like, yeah, give her, give her, give her the number. And so that happens. And then, you know, we sit down to have our champagne and all of that. And then I love that, again, more special things about it is the people in front of us, the little, um, you know, she'd had the little pack of the little six like mini donuts you get at a convenience store and she hands us the one one little smashed left donut and she says, here, do you want this to be your wedding cake? So we feed each other a piece of donut <laughs> with our champagne and then she has this little six inch spiral notebook and I, it was funny, I remember her getting it out and I kind of see it pass by and now I realize what she was doing is she'd ripped out the pages she'd written in and writes, you know, wedding guest book and it gets passed to the plane. And 
so many people wrote in that, again, strangers write these sweet, heartfelt messages that are several sentences long about how special it was and how great it was and thanks for making it a happy day. And one was, you know, what did they say? I feel like I'm watching a rom-com. Rom yeah. I mean, it was just, I remember when we finally got to sit down and read those aloud, I, I choked up then. It was like, these people don't even know us and are writing the sweetest messages about how it, how it made their day happy. I just remember when we landed, how tired we were when we landed in Phoenix and we still had another leg to go yeah. to Las Vegas and, and sitting there and we were like, we need a quiet place mm -hmm. and to, just sit and to just sit. And we found that shoe shine chair that was abandoned for, for the evening. What, for the evening. And we had what, 15, 20 minutes to just sit there and look through that book and just relax oh, so for a minute. And, and Chris was there, but he kind of, mm -hmm. he kind of stayed off in the distance to let us have that time. And yeah. it's just, yeah, it was just so exhausting. Because all um, that dancing we did. All that dance. Oh my goodness, dancing. Dan dancing on a plane down the aisle is not easy. No, it's, it's it's hard enough to walk to the bathroom down the aisle of a plane. When you're mm -hmm. trying to dance, it's even harder. And let's be real, we are a lot of good things, but we are not. We're dancers. not good dancers. We are not dancers. Nope. We are not. No, we are. So when they say, "Hey, let's do a first dance." <laughs> You don't tell them no, because I'd already done so many nice things. We're like, okay, I guess we're going to do this first dance. That's why I started high-fiving. I couldn't so, dance, yeah, we, so we I was like, well, little, I know how to high-five. We did our <laughs> semblance of a dance, and then we go down the aisle. But how great was that? As we're going down the aisle, I mean, people are high-fiving us and cheering and taking more pictures. And it was... Chris is walking backwards yeah. filming us with his steady cam. Mm -hmm. You dipped me in the aisle. You remember I did that? Dip you, yeah, I did. <laughs> it was great. Almost had a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, it was. It was good. <laughs> Southwest doesn't have first class, but that day it, it felt, felt like it first, felt like we were it felt in first, like first class. class. It sure did. <laughs> and we got to Vegas, and after all this happens again, remember we not told we we told your kids. And my friend, you know, Kelly did my hair and makeup and no one else knew. And I remember waking up the next morning thinking, we got some calls to make. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Because we know this is going to be, people are going to hear about this. And I remember calling Chase and my kids and saying, okay, I've got a lot of things to tell you. I'm going to say a lot of words. I'm going to need you to just listen. And then you can ask questions. Yeah. And then we're yeah, on I, the news that night. That night, yeah. And, and Southwest hears about it, and we talk to them, and it has just been, again, the first three weeks of our marriage has been like none other. It's been it's, it's been, been, been a it's been a, a roller coaster ride. It's mm -hmm. been a lot of a lot of excitement. I know, but here it's. And now here we are. Charm life. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're remodeling a house. Remodeling a house. Um, we still have our still wedding, have our wedding in, in Mexico. Yeah, that, I mean, I think that's going to be a good time. It's going to be a great party. I think it's going to be a good time. I and think. Chris, our new our new friend, our new best uh -huh. friend for life is coming. Chris and his wife, Chris and Angie are going to meet us there. Um, it's going to be a party. It takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a party. It's going to be every night something fun and exciting. And first, we're, we're going to get married Again. <laughs> with with people we know. With people we know this time. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's that's important. Mm -hmm. I, I really want to... I, I am looking forward to that. Mm 
mm-hmm. with having our friends and family there with us. For sure. Um, and sharing it with them. I love you enough to marry you twice. Or three times. Or three times. Or four. <laughs> Who knows? There may be a fourth somewhere down the road. Who knows? Yeah, because we did have to do a... We still had to sign the marriage certificate in Vegas. Yeah, the, the next day. We still had to go get it and all that. So technically, it'll be our third our third wedding. It'll be our third wedding, yeah. <laughs> third time's the charm. Yep. Nah, we don't need a charm. Nah, charm life. Charm life. I don't know if I could ever really express how much I have changed since I've met you. And you have brought out a side of me that has been there, but it's been so far down. And I, I've I've held things back before just because I'm such an overthinker. So this spontaneity, this uh, more, I'm naturally introverted, but you've brought out some extrovert qualities in me. And I don't, when I'm with you, I. I don't worry about everything else around. It's just us and... You know, I'm a firm believer. There's good in every person and there's good in every day. You just gotta look for it. It's in there. You just gotta find it. When you find it, that's that's what you do. And I'm a lot. I can be a lot. <laughs> we know this. It's, I don't... My friends don't call me Pamtastic because I'm quiet demure. And I know that that's a lot for sometimes people around me to handle all the time. And sometimes I do have to kind of temper myself, but I love with you, I don't have to do that. You've definitely brought out even things that were there. You've made it, it, it's okay, I'm comfortable to do it. It's fun, you you bring out, I mean, I'm obviously an extrovert and a happy person and every day's fun and I always wanna make every experience fun, but you allow that to happen and you join in on the fun and you never make me feel worried about it or I mean, some people might have said, if I wanted to wear a wedding dress at an airport, oh, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to draw attention to ourselves. And you're like, all right, just a regular Tuesday. <laughs> and I, I do. You've, It's, it's kind of weird to think that having all these extroverted qualities, sometimes, you know, your strengths can also be your weakness. But you allow me to be that and be fun all the time. And you share in it. And it makes me happy when I get to see you happy. <laughs> We do have a lot of fun. We do. We do have a lot of fun. As Oklahoma's oldest jeweler, we at B.C. Clark feel so fortunate to be part of the people's love stories from the beginning and sharing in many significant milestones along their journey together. We hope you join us for our next episode coming soon. Get future U2 stories by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and more. To learn more about B.C. Clark and how we can help you on your journey from you to two, visit bcclark.com or drop by one of our three Oklahoma City locations, downtown, Class and Curve, and North Park. Thank you for listening.